0: welcome back to the sports season podcast part two episode 26 i'm your host john Contreras, with my amazing co-host
1: adam garcia
0: and we're back for part two even though it's three days later technical difficulties we're trying to figure that out or we almost have them all figured out but not but not yet but let's just get started
1: yeah let's just hop in this we're still in that time crunch all right We're going to resume from the Mavericks is where we left off. So the Mavericks haven't made too many signings yet. As you can see, they've only signed DeVale McGee and Theo Pinson. And Pinson was resigning with the team. But they did make a trade, and that was getting center from the Rockets. Christian Wood, great trade here, only giving up a first. Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Bobon, and Trey Burke. I love this trade for the Mavericks, not going to lie. And Christian Wood is a great center, the center that they need to have as well. And hopefully giving Luka that second option now after the loss of Jalen Brunson, which we'll talk about later when we get to the Knicks. But, yeah, like Christian Wood, close to a 20-point per game score, and now he gets to team up with Luka and hopefully be that second option that they need. Uh, from This trade, I'm going to have to give the Mavericks like a C for the offseason. season. Just because they haven't made any significant signings.
0: All right. So, for my, for, in my opinion, I think the Mavericks sh- should get like probably a, a C as well, because like, not like I do like what they got for the Christian Wood trade. They basically got they have peanuts for him for almost a twenty point per, per games per games center, who who is an off who is also an offensive as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I think it'll be a great pair with, with Luca and all that and they also signed JaVale McGee from, from Phoenix which is I think is going to be a great energy guy as well bring some size into the paint and yeah I think it's going to be a C for the Mavericks just haven't really done
1: that much yeah all right Hopping Nuggets you know they signed Bruce Brown from the Nets I love this signing for them I as you can see I I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Can Carr? Uh, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Jeff Green opted in and they signed DeAndre Jordan from the 76ers. And then Devon Reed, they picked up and re signed him. But they also made a trade as well. And that was getting KCP and Ish Smith from the Wizards in a swap for Monte Morris and Will Barton, just straight up. Not going to lie, Um, I don't see this trade from the Nuggets' perspective. You know, I think they're downgrading at both positions, from uh, Monte Morris and Will Barton to KCP and Ishmith. Will Barton's a nice 3 and D guy to have, you know, but uh, I think, you know, KCP is a nice 3 and D guy, but Will Barton, I think, in my opinion, is just better. Same goes with Monte Morris. He's a great shooter. I think he's better than Ish Smith. But You know, the Nuggets, they did get Bruce Brown. I do love that signing. And they get an also 3 and D guy with Bruce Brown. And on that, though, I don't see anything significant from the Nuggets side, uh, especially not DeAndre Jordan. I don't get how he's done in the league. But yeah, I'm going to have to give the nuggets a I'm going to go C plus cuz of Bruce Brown.
0: Well, I I do like the the Bruce Brown something as well for for the nuggets good three point shooter. And and with the trade for um for KCP and Ish Smith for what they're giving up with and like to into a starter and a good bench player for Monte Morris, which I think is a good starter and completely better than Ish Smith. And in, in every facet of basketball, and and Casey, and like Will Barnes, which is also a three and D guy. But I think I think Will Barnes better a little bit better on defense than KCP. But I also think KCP is like better that better than Will Barnes on offense. But I think they probably traded KCP, went trade for KCP for Will Barnes, which I, I guess to try to justify is because they got Bruce Brown. Which I, I this doesn't make sense, but okay. But I, th- but it's gonna be a bad trade for them. I, I think they got worse on the bench and in the starting, and I, and it's just just they didn't need to do this really. I don't think they really need to do this, and yeah, I think it's gonna be probably C minus for for the Nuggets.
1: All right, moving on to the Detroit Pistons. I mean Pistons. Uh, they did re-sign Marvin Bagley. I believe it's like a three-year deal. Uh, they did pick up the team option on Himu Diallo, so I'm just gonna call that his first name, and then Corey Joseph opt in with the team as well. And then they have also made a trade this off-season, and that was getting Alec Burks, New Orleans Noel, a twenty twenty-three second, twenty twenty-six second, and some cash from the New York Knicks. In exchange for Nicola, uh, not even trying to pronounce his name, and a 2025 second round pick that is protected actually from them. So, from the Pistons side, you get Alec Burks and Nerland's Noel here, right? You know, two nice bench pieces, but you know, you are taking on a little salary here, and we know why the Knicks did this, and that was to make and clear up cap space to sign Jalen Brunson. Again, we'll get into that later in the next. But uh, the Pistons, getting them both nice role players to have, nice bench pieces, I guess. But, you know, you focus mainly on the draft, and that's what hit for me for the Pistons, was getting Jaden Ivey at pick number five. I think that was a steal. I thought it should have gone in the top four to the Kings. But they passed on him, decided to go Keegan Murray, and now – Jaden Ivey falls to the Pistons. So Cade and Jaden Ivey are gonna be at backcourt. That's gonna cause havoc in Detroit. So I think with just that pick alone, uh, and then the re-signing of Marvin Bagley, I'm actually gonna give the Pistons a B minus.
0: You know, they trade for Marvin Bagley, like during like in the trade deadline, and then and then they re-signed him, which like he didn't like. Did probably the best that he's ever done with, with with the Pistons after a disappointing stint with with the Kings, and and I think they should have re-signed him. Yeah, just because like you can't like really justify. I don't think you can really justify like not re signing Bagley. And then you also got like signed like re-signed Diallo, which I think is a good. Which is a good defense player, a good bench player as well. And for the trade with the Knicks, with basically just getting like Alec Burks and those Noel it, and then, the, it, it, I for what they, it's just a salary dump that they got. Like, they, they, this got dumped some salary, so the next didn't sign a big free agent. And they also didn't have to sign some more, some more people to fill through roster, so that's good go for them. And they drafted Jay and Ivy, which is, which I think is going to be a good player. And then he got, then he immediately got injured. So, yeah, I think, I think the Pistons should get probably a B minus. Um,
1: it's time to move on to the reigning NBA Finals champions, the Golden State Warriors. They have made two signings as well. Not a lot of signings. and But they did get Dante DiVincenzo. I love that. I love that for the Warriors. This is their Gary Payton replacement. And we'll talk about to the team that he went to later. Yeah, you get Dante DiVincenzo. Great 3 and D guy for the Bucks for his whole career and then was traded to the kings at the trade deadline did pretty decent there he said he wanted to be in the starting lineup so the kings thought that was blasphemous so that's why they let him go and now he ends up on the warriors where he will not start but come off the bench for try to try and win another ring and they also brought back kavan looney which was one of their big free agents great resigning for them he was a that key center part, one of the only center parts that they had since Wiseman was not there, but now with the return of Wiseman, Kevon Looney is going to be a great player to have off the bench for them. Obviously championship experience as well. And then just for the draft, because the Warriors have not made any trades. They did get Patrick Baldwin Jr. at pick number 28. So I'm not going to lie. Like they've lost Gary Payton and Otto Porter. So they have done the, that, and Demon Lee. That's right. So they've lost those two key important pieces, which played in the finals a lot for them. So um, with the losses from the Warriors and only really getting Dante Divincenzo, because we pretty much knew that they were going to get Looney back. I'm not. I'm not to go a C minus for the Warriors. Actually, no. I'm gonna lower that to a D plus. Actually.
0: As you know, the Warriors, you know, they're rain defending champs. Probably no one, not a lot of people, I think, predicted them to be that. But um, anyway, the Warriors, they came in, again, as rain defend, defending champs. So I think their their main objective should have been, like, just keep the core together. And just keep, like, the main pieces there. And, and you know, they lost Gary Payne, which that's a bummer. But I think you can you, you can upgrade right there. And they did get an upgrade, as in, in Don DiVincenzo. He was a good young player, you know, played for the Bucks for him, then got traded, and then went to the Kings. Then he left because he wanted to start. But but Dante's also going to come off the bench for Clay Thompson, and I think it's going to be good for them, you know, because he's a way better player than Gary Payne, better offensive player. And, and Kevin Looney, that's big for them, because he's, like, really one of the few centers that, play, that played because the Warriors still play small ball. And yeah, I think I think that's good for them. And I'm gonna give the Warriors, I'm gonna give the Warriors a D because I feel like they could have, they should have done more.
1: Time to move over to the Houston Rockets. All right, so the Rockets, they're only signing, from what I'm seeing of this, is only re-signing Jay Shantae, which I do like that move, but they have not signed anyone else apparently. I really don't know if that's true or not, but it might be. I feel like I haven't heard the Rockets sign anybody. But for them as well, obviously, we talked about the Christian Wood trade, and they got Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Boban. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I see any of these guys getting playing time for them. Like, maybe Trey Burke gets some playing time at backup point guard. Maybe Marquise Chris, but I don't see any of these guys – Like, getting playing time for the Rockets at all. And that's saying something because the Rockets are not a good team. But the very, very good thing for the Rockets this offseason was having that number three overall pick to select Jabari Smith, the forward out of Auburn. He was incredible. Some people thought he should have went number one overall, a.k.a. my co-host here. But, yeah. So, Jabari fell to three and... Went to the Houston Rockets. Great pick. I remember seeing him against the Spurs in the summer league game, and he was amazing. And they also got Tari Eason and Ty Ty Washington with their three first-round picks. And then another loss of theirs was obviously waving John Wall, but they finally got off that contract as well. So, you know, from the Rockets, getting Jabari Smith was nice, but no free agency signings. I like the re-signing of Jayshon Tate, and then uh, losing John Wall, getting three nice players in the draft. I'm actually going to go for the Rockets, a C C+. I'm um,
0: all right. So you know the Rockets, like they drafted Jabari Smith, which I heard from a few people. Right? Which I, from what I've been hearing since I didn't really watch some of league, I don't think I'm did either. I didn't that watch much. a lot now. Yeah. What I heard from about Jabari, which I think he's still gonna be good. Like, you know, he's good he's he's a good three point shooting and, and, and some good defense I saw from him, but like apparently he's been disappointed in the summer league. I I don't know how true that is, but I'm but but I'm just gonna say that, just so you know. Anyway, I do like this that resigned Sean Tate, you know, you know, this a good young player. Come with the bench, possibly starter. Who knows? And I think what's best, other than like they, other than like their draft, which I think is really good, um, that they probably the biggest thing in my opinion is that they finally got off the John Wall contract off the books, even though they they had to buy him out for it. But I think it's good that they got John Wall off the team, you know, so he can play for a contender. And I think with all the – I think I'm gonna give the the Rocket a a B minus.
1: So I right. move on to the Pacers, who we talked about did a trade I'm Talking about that in just a second. They have only made two free agency moves, and it really hasn't been free agency. It's just been them re-signing. They picked up the team option on O'Shane Brissett, and then Jalen Smith did end up re-signing with them, which I do like that one a lot. Well, yeah, let's talk about the trade that happened because we talked about it earlier, but let's talk it from the Pacers side now. They got Aaron Neesmith and Daniel Tice from the trade to send Malcolm Brogdon over there to the Celtics. They got Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, and Nick Stauskas as well. And then that 2023 first-round pick. I think getting a first is nice for Brogdon, obviously. I wish they could have got a little bit more because, you know, these are uh, these were role players for the Celtics that they didn't use in the finals. And then I like the potential of Aaron Neesmith. Like, guys like Tice and guys like that, you know, I don't see him making an impact for this team. The re-signings were nice, but, you know, you traded away a very good player in Brogdon who – we eventually knew it was going to get traded, right? Like the Pacers just really don't seem like they have a direction where they're going. Probably looking to tank. Getting a first-round pick is nice, but it is from the Celtics, which will probably be towards the bot- the top half of the 20s. So not going to lie for the Pacers. you made some good re-signings, but no free agency signings. And I'm gonna have to give this team a D. You know, you know the
0: Pacers like they come come off, come off basically like I think it, I think they're tanking to be honest. Like, you know, like they got Tyrese Halliburton because these Kings are stupid. <laughs> I don't think that's good for them. But like the Troy away Malcolm Brogdon, which I think that's what they should have done because like Brogdon, I think he should, I think he should be on contender because like he's he's a good player good three point shooter, good offensive player as well. I also like his defense as well. I think you would you would you would benefit a lot from a contending team. as from has like the Celtics who needs a point guard. But for what they got, it doesn't look that good because like you know Daniel Tyson, you know he did play somewhat in the finals, he didn't do that much. And and they didn't really sign that many people but, or re-sign anyone besides John Smith, but like yeah, I don't think they did nothing, which I don't think they should have done anything, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a D for me for the Pacers.
1: Okay, before we move on, uh from the Pacers, um, I totally forgot that they got Benedict Matherin, the sixth <laughs> overall pick. Completely forgot about that. So, yeah, they did get Benedict Matherin. Good pick from them. I like the pick from this from the Pacers. So, but now my rating is not changing at all for them. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Clippers now. The Clippers have not made any trades so far this offseason, but have made some signings. Nicholas Batum did re-sign with the team, so did Amir Coffey and Robert Covington. And then, of course, we know, as we just said earlier, a couple minutes ago, they did sign John Wall. So they brought in John Wall to be that veteran point guard hopefully have just even a sliver of the old john wall and then zubach i i can't pronounce his first name but zubach did resign with them as well so they've made very good resignings and then they signed john wall as well for like i want to say maybe 5 million i think the contract was or something like that yeah and like uh they did lose Isaiah Hardenstein, which I mean, whatever. He still got Zubach back and guys like Batum and Coffee. But, you know, I like the resignings and the signings the Clippers have done. Obviously, we know they're coming back healthy this year. Kawhi Leonard is coming back. Paul George is coming back for this team. And now bringing on John Wall to be that veteran point guard. I don't know if him or Reggie Jackson's going to start. I would probably say Reggie Jackson's going to start. But still, to even have John Wall off the bench, again, you just need like a little taste of what he was with the Wizards when he was healthy. And now you don't have to worry about him on a bad contract. He can just be there, and he's healthy as well, and hopefully make an impact for the Clippers. And then I love the re-signings of Batum, Covington, and Zubach as well. So I'm actually going to give the Clippers, even though that they haven't made any trades or nothing like that, they didn't get anyone in the draft. I'm going to have to give the Clippers a B.
0: You know, the Clippers, like, the, they, they came off of a, a season where they had no Kawhi and no Paul George for, I think, the majority of the season. And they're the eighth seed for most of the year, and then they lost to <laughs> the to the Pelicans in the playing tournament. But, but they need, but they need to contend now because because Paul George and Kawhi are back, and they re-signed their key bench players and like his be v- a visa v- C- which that's just good center. You know, re-signed Robbie Cunnington, good 3 D, good three and D player like him, and then they signed John Wall, which like. I think it's going to benefit John Wall the most because, like, he you know he's a good passer and still a good, and he's still a good defender. I think he's going to benefit a lot from like from not just like being the number one option from a team going from that to just just the ball handler, you know, just like you know, just pass it to someone, just be like a traditional point guard and all that and all that sense because we know, we all know how good John Wall is at, is at passing. And they'll send resign Nick Batum as well, good three point shooter, and I think that's gonna be good for them. And and who knows, maybe maybe they can, maybe they'll win the finals. Who knows, maybe they won't. But again, who knows? Time will tell. I think I I think the I think the Clippers should get a B plus.
1: Let's move over to the other L A team out there, the Lakers, (laughs) man. This, we actually have some signings though. They have made some signings. Troy Brown Jr. has signed with them. Thomas Bryant signed with them. The team picked up the options on Stanley Johnson for whatever the fucking reason. I don't know why they brought Stanley Johnson back. And then Wenyan Gabriel. Uh, Damian Jones they have re-signed I mean they signed uh, Kendrick Nunn opted in to stay with the Lakers they signed Juan Toscano Anderson from the Warriors my boy Lonnie Walker from the Spurs they signed him and then Russell Westbrook we know opted in to his like I don't even know how much it is like 50 million dollar player option or something like that yeah the Lakers have made some moves No trades, but they have made some moves. They also did lose Malik Monk, though. They did lose Malik Monk. I thought, if anything, they should have just brought him back over signing most of these players. You know, the only ones I see making a real impact for them is Thomas Bryant. I mean, he'll probably be your center coming off the bench, maybe even in the starting lineup. But, you know, and also Lonnie Walker, Man, ah, I love Lonnie Walker, man. He was, he was so good on the Spurs when he was healthy. I wish he got a bigger role with us in the starting lineup. And he told the Spurs to pull the restricting qualifying offer for them. So they did. And Lonnie Walker goes to the Lakers. You know, I hope he does good over there. You know, I wish him the best. i, I He's such a great player and healthy. But not going to lie, uh, Those are really the only two players I see making an impact for the Lakers. But they do need help everywhere, basically, except for LeBron and AD. And then now, let's talk about Russell Westbrook, man. Russell Westbrook opted into his big-ass player option, of course, because why the hell wouldn't he? So he's back with the Lakers for this year, and I Remember reading a report that him, LeBron, and Anthony Davis got gotten a call, and they confirmed that, that they are staying with the Lakers this next coming season and, and riding it out to try and make the playoffs. <laughs> so it looks like the Lakers are going to run it back with the three, with the uh, big three, <laughs> and now bringing in guys like Lonnie Walker and Thomas Bryant. Not going to lie, though, I those are really the only two signings I like, though, from the Lakers. And then losing Malik Monk, I think, is huge. Actually, he was one of the only decent players on that team from last year. So I'm gonna have to get the Lakers. I'm gonna give them a C plus, a little bit extra, because they got Lonnie.
0: You know, the Lakers coming off of the most disappointing season. uh, they're coming off of a season where you know they're expected to make the playoffs you know compete for the championship look like it's gonna be a super team and it turned out just just like how the 2013 Lakers did but only worse and more drama filled (laughs) and it was funny and I was enjoying every part of it fuck the Lakers fans (laughs) but anyway but anyway um Thomas Bray I I do like that sign he's, he's a good free agent and, and coming back to to his to his team you know has cuz the Lakers drafted him I think in the second round you know is you know do, developed in the, has a great player w- w- with the Wizards you no know, good bench player good three point shooter can stretch floor and they got Kendrick Nunn back which I like him he's a good he's a good player as well a good young player off the bench and then they drop they prop back Russell Westbrook because he accepted his player option. <laughs> They're gonna run it back, and it's gonna be fun for them because Russell Westbrook can't defend. He can't I guess he can pass, but he can't shoot. <laughs> he can't play defense. Like I, I don't know, like this Russell Westbrook at this point of his of his career is basically useless. Like he's not like he's not gonna get you. Anywhere, if you're gonna pay him that much money, and that's like that's that's the thing with Russell Westbrook. And another thing is is as a classic example with like the Lakers and Nets, this is why you don't let the players run the team. Because as we all know, like with Kevin with like with all the Kevin Durant and all the Nets imploding, and, and, and they're probably not they're probably not gonna do anything with them, like. This is why you don't let players run the team, as you know, like LeBron is basically LeBron, Rob Polinka is basically like LeBron's puppet master. He just does anything he LeBron says he wants him to do. And then Kevin Durant basically made Sean, Sean Marks do, do everything he wanted, like sign, like 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 sign Steve Nash as head has head coach. You know, <laughs> that's just, like this is why you don't let players run the team. It's gonna end badly. Mo- Most of the time, will end badly for you and they'll and you'll end up in a place like the Lakers or Nets will where you either or either implode or or just have to ride it out and hope for the best. And, and it's not good. But the Lakers I do give them a, a C. C.
1: Alright. So I'm if you're seeing this on YouTube, right? You're seeing that the Grizzlies have not even signed anyone <laughs> and that They've only re-signed Tyus Jones. So, apparently, they haven't made any signings. I know they re-signed John Morant to a Supermax deal. Or it might be just be a regular Max. It's one of those. It's like a five-year, I think, $190 million deal. But So, that's from the NBA website. So, if we get anything wrong, don't, don't blame us. But, yeah, they did have a trade, though, go on. And that was earlier. I believe it was on draft day. Yes, it was. I remember. So, yeah, they got, they traded away D'Anthony Melton to the 76ers, and they ended up getting the Sixers first round pick, which turned into David Rodney <laughs> and then uh, Danny Green. So, from going based off this, right? Okay, I'll give them uh, re signing John Moran, right? But, oh God, uh, uh, they lost Kyle Anderson as well, actually, to the Timberwolves. Remember that. But yeah, only re signing Tyus Jones and John Morant. And then getting rid of DeAnthony Melton who is a great backup point guard for only one first and Danny Green. You know, uh, it's pretty bad, not going to lie. So I'm going to actually give the Grizzlies a D minus.
0: All right, so the Grizzlies, you know, came off the season where they lost to the Warriors in the second round, a hard fought series and and they're not going to contend. So you think that they'd probably try to try to sign some people or at least try to keep the core together and they mostly did except that they traded for a, except they traded away Jafon D- Melton for for peanuts, not saying Dave Roddy's gonna be a bad player. We hope he did. he isn't, but like we don't know if he, if he we don't know if he can make that much of an impact on a team that, that is trying to contend right now, and, and now I don't think he's gonna have that much time to like fully get, like fully get, like focus on developing players. Well, they did re sign Tyus Jones, which that is good because he did good for them, which was an important piece for this as a sixth man, but. Since like they didn't do anything really, and to- they traded away a core piece, I think they should get a D minus.
1: Okay, so we are on officially eight minutes left. Okay, so we're gonna try and get through as much as we can, and we'll record the other part right after this. All right, let's go to the Heat. The heater next. As you can see, again, they have not signed anybody. It's saying they have not signed anyone, but they have made three re-signings, and that is re-signing Dwayne Dedman, Caleb Martin, and Victor Oladipo. So they've made those re-signings. And then, obviously, in the draft, they got Nikola Jovic. They got Nikola Jovic out of Serbia. I believe he's from Serbia. But they did lose a very valuable asset in P.J. Tucker. I think, honestly, just with P.J. Tucker leaving, I thought he was such a key piece to the Heat. You know, I like re- them re-signing Caleb Martin. I, like, I even like them getting back Oladipo, because I think Oladipo, you can still have something there, at least maybe like a 12-point per game score or something like that to come off the bench even. You know, I like those two, but I really think if you wanted to re-sign anybody, I think it had to be P.J. Tucker i think he's such a key piece to any contender obviously the heat were one game away from reaching the nba finals i think pj tucker was a key part of that but oladipo and martin are some nice re-signs so i'm actually going to give the heat here uh i'm going to give them a c minus because of the pj tucker loss
0: As you know, the heat are, are contending, you know, they came off of possibly well, a three point away from going to the finals. But like, you know, stuff happens and misses. And they miss and all, sometimes they miss and all that. But they re signed Dwayne Dedman, Caleb Martin, and Victor Depot, which it is good, but but the thing that sucks is that they is that is that they lost PJ Tucker, which he's which he is a good defensive player, you know. He's gonna be a key piece for 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 the Sixers, which we're gonna talk about, and which we're gonna talk about later. But yeah, I think that's good that they resigned most of their core, and they also drafted draft Nikola Jovic, which which to me, I think he looks good. And then yeah, that's really yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. Like I think I think the Heat deserve it. Deserve like a B a B minus for that
1: move on to the bucks the bucks they had Giannis's brother (laughs) dan The dan i I don't know how to pronounce it he opted in with the bucks they re-signed javon carter pat connington exercised his player option they signed joe ingles they re-signed wesley matthews and then re-signed bobby portis They've made those re-signings, and they've brought in Joe Ingles, who probably isn't going to play, like, I think half of the season, actually. So a little bit of a questioning move there. But Joe Ingles is a nice piece to have, but still his injuries are concerning. But the big re-signing here is Bobby Portis. They were able to get him back on a cheaper deal than I expected, actually. But Bobby is back. And we all know the Bucks fans love Bobby over there. So it's great to see him back in a Bucks uniform. And he'll be there for like the next four years, I'm pretty sure. Pat Connington, obviously nice three point shooter to have. You get Giannis's brother still. Still have him there. You know, to <laughs> keep Giannis happy. You know. And then in the draft, they at the twenty fourth pick got Marjan Bochamp is how I'm assuming you pronounce his name. But other than that, isn't anything else important here for the Bucks? I guess Wesley Matthews is a nice three and D guy to have because he was he was playing very good defense. I'll admit that he was playing very good defense, but I'm gonna have to give the Bucks. I'm gonna go a. I'm gonna go with
0: C plus just because Bobby resigned. As you know, the as you know, the Bucks came off the, came off the second round exit after winning the championship like like the previous year. After that, and they resigned most of their core. Like resigned Bobby Horace, a big part. I think big part. Like I think he played a big part in their, in their finals run and in the playoffs. Still, still a good player, good three point shooter, stretch the floor. And Pat Connington as well, good another good three point shooter, and Joe Ingles has some more shooting uh, al- along with that. And then, and then you you trade for Marjon Beauchamp, which I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't know about I don't know anything about him, but what I do know is that he had a, that he has a, a like one hell of a story, like that like it's, it's a good story that he has. But like anyway, but anyway, I think the Bucks should should get a C plus.
1: Okay. We're going to leave it off here with the Timberwolves. We're going to talk about them and then we will record that part right after this. So the Timberwolves, right. We're going to talk about that big trade, potentially the biggest one of the off season so far, but yeah, let's talk about their signing. So they did sign Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies and Bryn Forbes from the Nuggets. The team exercised the option on Jalen Noel. Uh, They did re-sign Torian Prince, and then the team exercised the option on Nas Reed. I think those are great re-signings and signings. They bring bring in Bryn Forbes, my guy, former Spurs, right there. Both of them, actually, Kyle Anderson and Bryn Forbes, former Spurs. Yeah, but Kyle Anderson's a nice, you know, just a nice player to have off your bench, you know. And so is Bryn Forbes, because he can shoot threes very very good three-point shooter i like Jalen noble not gonna like 23 he's only 23 and then you can still have him as a backup torian prince is a good re-signing as well good three and d guy and then naz reed to be your backup center great backup center to have let's talk about the trade the biggest trade of the offseason some say and that is that the timberwolves have traded for rudy gobert From the Utah Jazz, buckle in because this is a haul that they gave up. Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmero, Walker Kessler, which was the number 22 pick for them, Jared Vanderbilt, a 2023 first 2025, 2026 pick swap, 2027, and a 2029 first-round pick. That was all they gave up for Rudy Gobert. I'm going to end me talking right now so I can give John some time. But for my grade for the Timberwolves, I'm going to give them a B because I think they gave up a little bit too much for Rudy.
0: You know, the as in their for the Rudy Gobert trade, they traded way, way too much. Like, you know, Malik Beasley is a great, great player, great scorer. Patrick Beverly Patrick Beverly, good defender, a key piece to, to any contender. And Jared Manderville, another key, another good defender and 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 young player as well, good young player. And then you have a lot of picks for rudy gobert and signed him to a to a big-ass contract and rudy gobert like you know like had like good defense player multiple time defensive player of the year winner and um, and has a history of, of getting exposed in the playoffs a lot which which if you're gonna play like like i don't know what their plan is to do with him and cat like I guess like either either like play them both together which put which is kind of weird because I guess cat can do that because he's a good three-pointer stretch the floor so I guess that can work but I don't know how uh, uh, but once they play against like the small ball warriors they're gonna get killed
1: all right sorry to cut you off john we got like 15 seconds right. <laughs> okay well we'll talk about it in the next part that we're doing all right